Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 165, and it will be about job costing for small contractors with sales volumes under a million dollars a year. Most podcasters that talk about job costing are speaking to large contractors with dozens of employees doing millions, in some cases billions of dollars in sales every year. But this podcast is not about them. It's about you. You see, I care deeply about all contractors. However, since I have a little time on this earth, my mission is to help as many small contractors as I can, especially people just like you, become wealthy. Because we believe that you bring value to other people's lives. Therefore, you deserve to be wealthy. See, owners of small construction companies, handyman companies, uh, trade contractors, plumbers, electricians, uh, HVAC, uh, pest control, lawn maintenance, um, dozens and dozens of different contractors and handyman and builders, that sort of thing. People like you, you are the men and women who keep everything moving in the right direction. You see, the small contracting company knows how to adapt to change. Because when the economy changes, you adapt quickly. Because you're a survivor, not a large, giant, behemoth dinosaur unable to respond quickly. And too often, that lack of response is what kills a lot of large businesses. So, I'm going to give you my definition of job costing in its simplest terms. Please listen carefully. Job costing links the money you spent on a job against the money you received to do a job. Let me repeat that. Job costing links the money you spent on the job against the money you received to do the job. Real simple. You see, in construction accounting, which is a whole lot different than regular accounting, but in construction accounting there are two types of cost of goods sold or we really like to use the word COGS. There is direct construction cost and indirect construction cost. Now both are equally important to generating useful job costing reports and that's the key. Useful job costing reports. Word to the wise there. There are four types of direct job cost um, and many years ago, I think it was over 20 years ago, I kind of coined the phrase LMOS, which stands for number one, L, that's the labor costs for your construction workers and including your payroll if you're working in the field. Number two, M, M stands for material you purchase for the job. Number three, O, O is for other charges, you know, like the permits, inspection fees, utilities, if you have a sending can on site, maybe using a cell phone. Um, those are, uh, I'm sorry, the cell phone doesn't apply there, but the 
permits, especially in PG utilities, do apply. Number four is S. S stands for subcontractors. So if you're a general contractor and you sub out particular sections of the work to an especially trade contractor, um, plumber, electrician, HVAC, uh, alarm company, anything that you don't do normally, subcontractors. Matter of fact, um, even subcontractors are especially contractors because, um, like your plumbing contractors, for example, a lot of times they will sub out the things that they don't do on a regular basis, and that could be um, a situation. Maybe a, a plumber doesn't own or operate a backhoe, so he would, he or she would subcontract out the backhoe work, that sort of thing. All right, that's that's a direct job cost. Now there's several types of indirect job cost or indirect construction cost. And I'll give you the short answer. Everything that is not overhead or other income and expense is more than likely an, an indirect job cost and yeah, indirect construction cost. Now, if you want more information on this, I suggest you ask your construction accountant uh, or if you're a client of ours, you know he's called Sherry at 206-361 3950. Um, she's very knowledgeable, understands all of the stuff. And if you want a little more in-depth knowledge, you can always uh, email me or Sherry will let me know to, to uh, chat with you and give you an email. Do watch out because I don't know how to say anything in an email short and sweet. It usually gets a little more involved than I wanted to because I, I tend to over answer the question. That's kind of the bad, the good and the bad news about having a someone who's been a contractor for a number of years and also has multiple degrees. Um, you'll get the answer. It may be a lot more than you wanted, but you'll definitely get the answer. Now, job cost reports are critical because they can show you where you're making and losing money. That's key. You need to know where you're making and losing money because that's the foundation for finding out the answer to the most important question you need the answer to in order to grow your cash flow and profits. And that one question that every contractor is always asking, who is my prime client and who is not? There's something called the 80-20 rule. And basically just says that the top 20% of your clients will generate 80% of your profit. The problem most contractors have is 80% of their client contact is with those people that generate the last 20% of their profit. They tend to um, give way too much time to the people who don't generate profit because the people who do generate profit, they're a unique breed. They're called clients, not con not customers. Big difference in that. If you'd like to learn information on that, I encourage you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash 8020. I've got a whole lot of information about that 8020 rule for contractors there. Now, for purposes of clarity on this podcast, I understand that most construction accounting software and most accounting software and other related marketing software uses the term or the word customer instead of client. Now, many of you know me know that I really prefer the term client. And if you'd like to know more about the difference of those, I suggest you you click you visit www.fasteasyaccounting forward slash customer 
v client that's customer v client and you'll get a whole lot of information on the difference between the two all right let's move forward um, essence versus actual report compares three key metrics so that's a report you can pull up in QuickBooks and what it really does for you is, is three key metrics simple metrics these are things you need number one money out what you thought the job would cost versus what it did cost money in is how much you collected and this is really important a lot of times you'll do projects and you expect to collect more than you actually did so the key is money in now the difference between money in and money out that's important because that's the starting point for the essence versus actual report that compares those key metrics and when you pull that essence versus actual report I really encourage you to pull it up um, if you would please based on cash and that way you, it, it just makes it a lot simpler because it takes into account what you actually spent not what you're supposed to be getting in always remember the randomism cash is a fact profit is an opinion the next thing we do is we look at the weighted average of indirect cost and overhead so you need to calculate the weighted average of indirect cost and overhead and ignore the indirect income and expenses as it has no bearing on job cost calculations you don't do this to determine a metric that you can use to allocate those costs to find what I refer to as the fully burdened job cost so to begin with money in versus money out that gives us a basic idea of what's going on but now I want to bring in the fully burdened calculation and take into account all of the indirect cost and overhead so I'm going to take an example I'm going to call it uh, job one in job one money in $1,000 now you can put some zeros on it it's easier for you let's make it really easy money in $1,000 money out 500 and that money out was LEMOS labor material other costs and subcontractors these are direct cost therefore the difference is yep $500 now I'm gonna say this particular company does a hundred thousand dollars in sales make it for easy math and I'm going to say that the annual indirect construction costs are 20,000. The annual overhead, 10,000. Okay, so we know that job one was 1% of the annual indirect construction cost. And how I got that was pretty quite simple. If I know the annual sales is 100,000 and this job only brought in 1,000, well, 100,000 divided by 1,000 is yes one percent and so I need to allocate one percent of the annual indirect construction cost or two hundred dollars and I got that by taking the twenty thousand indirect construction cost times one percent I need to allocate one percent of the annual overhead that's gonna be a hundred dollars ten thousand times one percent so the what I call the burden is three hundred dollars 200 plus 100 300 dollars now that brings our profit down to 200 the difference of this before was 500 but now we dot burden so money in was a thousand money out was 500 minus burden equals 200 dollar profit
Now, with this information, you can create more accurate quotes when you bid future jobs. Because job costing help identify the most and least profitable areas of your construction company, and the most profitable customers and projects. And it'll lead you to the intelligent decision of outsourcing or subcontracting the less productive aspects of your, your contracting company. I got news. Every construction company has a few things they do very, very, very well, and they have a few things they don't do quite as well. Um, case in point, if I can be so bold. In all of our construction businesses, I have found that trying to have somebody on staff that knows how to use a cutting torch just didn't make sense. We hardly ever used a cutting torch to do anything. And when we did use a cutting torch, we spent a lot of time going and renting the equipment, getting it set up, and then the person who thought he knew how to use it didn't and became a real disaster. I'd run some numbers on that, and after a while, when it came to things like cutting torches, guess what? I hired somebody. They would come out and spend 20 minutes, a half an hour. I'd pay them a couple hundred bucks or whatever the job required at the time. They're out the door. We made money hand over fist by simply outsourcing the things we, did, we weren't good at. It just only makes sense. So find your core, what you're good at, make money on, outsource the rest. Any event, and I say this with love in my heart and total respect to everybody, because I've been in construction accounting for a very long time. I've seen a lot of people who have made money and a lot of people who didn't, and it just hurts me to see people who don't. Frankly, I'm talking straight to you here. I hope you're sitting down. And I mean this with love in my heart and total respect. If your construction company is not paying you an owner's salary, and that's easy, what would it cost to replace you? And at least 15% return on your investment, then you need to think and rethink the intrinsic value of your construction accounting system. Because a good construction accounting system will tell you that. And job costing is the key. So construction accounting is it's sort of like hidden treasure and the construction accounting system is a map to that hidden treasure job costing is the treasure so I'm gonna give you a little hint what your construction accountant needs to generate useful job cost reports number one critical a uniform naming convention it's called a UNC a simple uniform naming convention. If you look around, everything in this world that works efficiently and effectively has a uniform naming convention. We have an established way we do things. And just really brief, like I'll just describe that in most of the um, the Western world, for whatever reason, we drive on the right side of the road with our steering wheel and gas pedal and, and brake and so forth on the left side. And some of the, like in Great Britain and some of the European countries, they drive on the left side of the road and their steering wheel and gas and, and brake and so forth, all the controls are on the right side of the car and the vehicle and truck. So here's how it works. When in when I'm America, drive the left side of the road. I'm sorry, drive the right side of the road with the and use the uh, the appropriate controls. When in Great Britain or someplace else, do it the way they do it. Um, 
Really quite simple. So, number one, uniform naming convention to establish a simple method for naming your customers. Now, we have over 100 clients across the country, contractors do their bookkeeping on a day-to-day -day basis, day in and day out, and I've seen three basic systems that seem to work really well. Actually, four. I don't know how to count. It's either first name, comma, last name. Capitalize the first letter and first name. Capitalize the last first letter and the last name. Or last name, comma, first name. Or company name. And the fourth one is, a lot of our contractors will use some kind of an alphanumeric code. So this is this podcast is being uh, dealt with in 2016. So a lot of contractors will use something to the effect of the first job in 2016 would be called 1601. And then they'd use the first name, last name, combination, or company name. And the second job would be 1602, and so on and so forth, until the end of the year. And they'd start over again, 1701, 1702. So there's four ways to do it. It's totally up to you. There is no wrong way. Um, there are other ways to do it as well. But what are you going to do? Establish a uniform name convention. Make it simple so that everybody can understand it. The field people and as well as the office folks. Number two. A UNC. Again, a uniform name convention to identify different jobs and projects. And please consider using a numbering system or a predetermined project title. The most effective I've seen is only two of them that are very effective. You can start out with like um, the project or the sub job can be called 0001. You know, three zeros and a one, two zeros and a one, doesn't matter. Then it just goes until infinity, as many jobs you have. But typically, for most clients, um, you're only going to have one or two jobs. In some situations, if you do it correctly and you pay attention, right? described earlier about six-pack marketing and about developing a, an ongoing relationship, uh, you may have dozens or even a hundred jobs with the customer. So a numbering system, 001 to 999, or another way to do it is develop a simple list of project titles. Okay, If you're a remodel contractor, it can be remodel whole house, it can be remodel basement, remodel first floor, remodel second floor, um, remodel guest bath, master bath. So give us some thought, identify it, put it on paper, make it a prisoner on paper, make it a prisoner on a Word document or an Excel document, and identify your project titles. And those project titles, in that case, can go into your item codes of QuickBooks. Uh, for plumbers, you know, drain cleaning, faucet, re remove and replace, water heater, all kinds of things. Electricians, uh, replace the electrical panel. Um, new main feed. Um, yeah, pull wire and bend pipe. No, um, outlets, switches, that sort of thing. Just develop predetermined project titles because whatever you're doing, it's pretty simple. You've done a lot. The more organization you bring to your business, the better. Number three, very, very important. Every and I mean every. And if you're an owner and you're in the field, then you're part of the every. 
Number three, every field worker's time card must have the job name and preferably the task performed. Oh, please, please, please do that. Number four, every, again, there's that word every. Um, I don't care about people who think their name is an exception. Every expenditure for labor material, other costs, and subcontractors, there's that lean mouse again, needs to have a job name on it. Um, dumped into the document. No exceptions. Now, when I'm saying no exceptions, what I really mean is absolutely no exceptions. If it's an expenditure of direct cost for a job, no exceptions, no excuses. Because any document without a job name will more than likely be assigned to uh, Z customer unknown or worse yet, it won't get a job name at all. Okay, just a little words of the wise. The problem is that, frankly, job costing is a lot of work, and the results are worth it. You see, job costing is a lot of work for contractors and field workers, and since most contractors do not see an immediate benefit, they tend to slack off over providing the information their construction accountant needs. And you know what? Every construction account, winter salt, will only ask you three or four times. Four times is really pushing the envelope because you know what? They don't want to irritate you. They know they need it. They've asked you three or four times. If you don't provide it, that's fine. Because we all know what's going to happen. Somewhere down the road, when you, when the contractor, and I hope this is not you, but when the contractor begins to ask themselves, why? Am I working so hard and earning so little? That's when they begin to ask about job cost reports because they want to understand where it's all money going. Who's my most favorite customer? Who's my most profitable customer? And that's when it hits them like a ton of bricks and they get the great big wake up call ring ling ling ding ding. And all of a sudden, the light dawns. The horizon breaks and they understand exactly why the bean counters, uh, the construction accountants, kept asking for job names in every document and accurate time cards. Because when trying to go back and recreate job costing, it's sort of like herding cats. Or, if you prefer, herding balloons on a windy day. It can be done, but it is extremely excruciating. Now, I personally have used several construction accounting software products since the mid-1980s and tested dozens more accounting software programs in the years since, including that new little program called QuickBooks Online. I think QuickBooks Online is a great program if you have a lemonade stand. Um, we have a lot of contractors that thought that QuickBooks Desktop was too expensive, so they went to QuickBooks Online. A few of them filed bankruptcy, and quite a few of them are coming back to QuickBooks Desktop because you just do not get job costing in any of the reports you need in QuickBooks Online, which is a great program for a lot of businesses, especially regular-type businesses. Now, as of today, May 20th, 2016, in my expert opinion, QuickBooks Desktop in the cloud installed on an Intuit approved 
hosting provider like the one we use is the only viable option for owners of small construction companies like the one you have. That was a mouthful. What I'm saying is that QuickBooks Desktop can be accessed in the cloud. Similar to QuickBooks Online, except it actually works. But it must be installed on an Intuit approved hosting provider. Now what that means in English is an Intuit approved hosting provider is it's a company that has contacted Intuit and said we want to host QuickBooks company files on our private server and Intuit has a completely um, very rigid set of requirements they don't flex on but once um, a firm is approved as an Intuit approved hosting provider you better believe it's going to work is it a little bit spendy? Yes it is. Um, is it worth it? I can't tell you how worth it it is. The, the two happiest days in an accountant's life is the day he buys a server, puts it in his office, and the day he takes it out and throws it in the dumpster. And I recall having put a server in my office because we were going to take care of our clients in-house on our own server. Um, didn't actually work very long. I think we actually had it for about two weeks. And didn't take me long to figure out that it just wasn't worth it. So I got an Intuit approved hosting provider. I paid them a few bucks. They are beyond wonderful. That's one of those things we outsource. So the beauty part is that you can access your QuickBooks. We have clients over the country. We're here in the Northwest and Seattle area, Seattle Washington area. Actually, we're in Linwood, just north of Seattle, but it's easier to say Seattle. And we have clients as far away as Florida, um, so a few clients in New Jersey and, and Maine and you know Alaska, Hawaii, and areas in between. They can look at their QuickBooks desktop in the cloud because it shows up on their desktop, on their actual desktop. It doesn't matter if they're using Mac or a PC or what it is, at the same time that we can do it. So we can collaborate. It is wonderful. Now, you don't need that if you're just operating in your little office. Okay. And I'll be upfront. If you want to save money in the short run, you can do that by doing all of your construction accounting yourself. Or you can hire someone to work in your office. Or you can spend a bit more money in the beginning and outsource it to a company like ours. Fast, easy accounting. A company which specializes in contractors' bookkeeping services. Well, the choice is yours. Just be forewarned that setting up QuickBooks for your construction company, doing the duty entry, the payroll, the quarterly taxes, the construction accounting, and job costing reports, and doing it right will require a substantial amount of education and skill. And let me just give you that point blank. You can't have one without the other. You have to have an education and accounting to be able to know what's going on, and then you develop skills. Um, sounds funny. I did it. I got several degrees. My first degree is in accounting. And I was amazed how much was to be learned. And then when I actually started working in an accounting office, that's when you acquired a skill. So if you can find someone or a pretty team with each member having at least 10,000 hours combined education, training, and practice in regular accounting, 
and another 10,000 hours combined training and practice in construction accounting, and you provide them with all the office equipment and software, you're, go you're good to go. You're off to the races. Um, if you don't want to do all that, maybe you want to consider just outsourcing it. And 10,000 hours sounds like a lot, but it's really not. It's only five years. So, total of 10 years to master the trade like construction accounting, it's not a lot. Um, I've been doing this for over four decades, and I'm still learning. It's just amazing. Every day is, is a, like a brand new day. Oh, goody, I'm going to learn something new. <laughs> I, I really thought I understood accounting. Always learning, constantly. This is funny. Well, I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractors' bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. Anybody can do that. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. You see, we understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them, and we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now, and please do me the honor of commenting and rating the podcast on whatever medium you listen to it on. Feel free to tell me what you liked, you didn't like, and tell us you see it, because your feedback is crucial, and I thank you in advance. It is our mission statement here, and our belief in Fast Easy Kind that contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring value to other people's lives. And this is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction community owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put money in the bank to operate and grow their business, especially their construction company. You see, construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that and a lot more valuable to people like you. So please stop missing out. If you would like to know what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206 361 3950 or you can email her s-h-a-r-i-e at fasteasycounting.com and schedule your no charge one hour consultation again that number is 206 361 3950 I want to state for the record that profitable contractors and construction company owners have known about the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time. And now you know about it too. By the way, if you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to finding the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash H S. Thank you very much. And I hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now. Till the next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. 
You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.